0: hello and welcome to pandemic parenting sucks episode 17. i'm not gonna lie everybody i did not think that we would still be neck deep into this pandemic in fact we are reaching all new highs every day here in the united states and unfortunately illinois is no exception we are reaching more and more higher numbers every day We are testing more and more and we did change the way our numbers are counted. Right now in Illinois, our numbers are counted as actual positive tests and presumed positive tests are all counted together. A presumed positive test is a test in which a member of the family has tested positive. So we're going to presume that every member in that household is also going to test positive for the virus. So... We are having presumed and actual positive tests go up and our death rates have gone up. Our county is one of the medium-sized counties. We are not one of the larger counties in Illinois when it comes to actual people, a number of people in them. But we're not the smallest either. We are one of the medium-sized counties in Illinois. And our numbers have been above 500 for the past couple weeks. We go above 100 every day. Uh, Our deaths range from 2 to 10 on a daily basis. And again, we're just a medium-sized county with no major universities in our county. We do have a college in our county. We do have several community colleges in our area. But we do not have a major university to drive the numbers of positives up. Um... And to that aspect, a lot of colleges are sending kids home on Thanksgiving break and not having them come back, or the college, the private college I work at, decided last week to send everybody home before Thanksgiving break even happened and to do all classes online because of the spike in numbers. So what does this mean for us? Oh, and also, sorry, my three-year-old is my co-pilot today, um... Unfortunately, she's not as organized as my 10-year-old is. So, what does this mean for Illinois? What does this mean for me personally? What does it mean for my family? Well, um, we went back to Tier 3 mitigation. So, we're still in Phase 4, but Tier 3. Which means, technically, we're open. But there are a ridiculously large amount of restrictions. So it's essentially shutting us down without saying that they're shutting us down, which on one hand I do appreciate because I think as soon as the governor would use the shutdown word, everybody starts to panic. That being said, everybody started to panic anyway with the tier three mitigations. And I'll talk about that because I did something very stupid yesterday. Well, this week was like a week of follies. I did so many things impulsively this week. I did so many things irrationally this week. I hate to use the word stupidly, but several things I did were stupid this week. Um, And so I'll talk about all of those things this week. But So what does this mean for my family? What does this mean for me? Uh, Our retail stores are going... Our retail stores are going down to 25% today. So I'm recording this on Friday. And I don't know what day it is. Uh, Friday, November something. And I want to say the 20th. Friday, November 20th. Um, And today is when all the restrictions happened. And the re- it's important that you know it's today. Because it goes into probably the stupidest decision I made all week. So we had um, today. Retail stores go down to 20, 25% capacity. Grocery stores can have 50% capacity. However, big box stores can only have 25% capacity. So like Sam's Club, Costco can only have 25% capacity. Uh, Walmart can have 50 capacity because it sells groceries. Target can have 50% per- capacity because it sells groceries. The um, But Walgreens can only have 25% capacity rule king can have 50% cap capacity because it does sell food. So, um again, a lot of stores you don't think qualify for the 50% capacity do um we have the what else what else does it affect us with? Um I can do it. I can do All um sporting events are canceled. All recreational sporting events are canceled. All group fitness classes are canceled. And this is where it affects us because my kids were supposed to start a group fitness class the week after Thanksgiving. And that was canceled. So group fitness classes are canceled. Fitness facilities are open, but it's down to 25% capacity. And they have to wear masks even while exercising. So I have been going twice a week to our Y every morning. For an hour and working out, just trying to feel better and get away from the family. And I've been going freakishly early in the morning, like 5 a.m., between 5 and 5.30 a.m. While everybody's asleep. And, um... I don't know if I'm going to do that now because I don't know if I can exercise while wearing a mask or if that will... Um mess with my breathing, which is one of my biggest fears. I'm, I don't say I'm all the way to a phobia, but I am, I have issues if with claustrophobia, with tight spaces and feeling like I'm suffocating. And so I have like a big suffocation fear. So I'm worried about exercising while wearing a mask and feeling like I'm suffocating. Now they do make specific masks to wear while exercising because you know, 2020 and we've gotten to that point. So can't in my bathroom. Can't in my bathroom. So we've gotten to that point. Um the um, Hold on two seconds, guys. Baby, you can't draw on the wall with these. These go on the dry erase board. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's gonna scream. I just took dry erase markers away from her that she was coloring on my bathroom wall. Because again, it's 2020. So I know they do make masks that you can exercise in. So I might exercise, I might try one of those masks to exercise in, because honestly, I really liked that time to myself, that, you know, hour there, the half an hour there and back, Um, so the hour and a half total, even if it was freaky early in the morning, was still my time, and getting the endorphin rush from exercising was really great, so I'm worried about that, um... I might try it. Again, I'm just going back and forth. I'm worried about, I'm just going back and forth and worried about the mask thing. Um, I do have a spin bike at my house and I do use it. It's just not the same. I am using my spin bike with my kids here. Um, I'm not getting alone time. I'm not getting to do the zone and get in the workout zone. I'm having to do work while on the spin bike. I'm having to answer questions while on the spin bike. Um, So, again, it's not the same. I'm probably going to order a mask you can work out in and then try it and see if it it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. They're not letting us wear face shields. We have to wear masks. They said we can wear a face shield, but you have to wear a mask under it. So, I don't understand the purpose of that, Um, but... And I'm wondering how many people are still going to go since they have to wear masks while exercising. I know that's going to put a lot of people off. So I kind of feel even safer going if that makes sense for everybody, because I feel like even less people are going to be going because of the mask mandate. So I'll try it maybe next week and tell you guys what I think about it. I did go ahead and order a workout mask from Amazon, but because I have an Amazon addiction, like a really bad one. Like every morning I wake up and see what their daily deals are. Bad Amazon addiction. So we have those mitigations. Um, If you can work from home, work from home. I've already been working from home. My kids have not gone back to school at all. So they're still at home. So it doesn't affect us that way. My husband is still going into work and he probably will still be going into work the until at least till his students leave campus which is the second I think their finals week is the second week of December so he will be at least on campus until the all the students are done with finals and gone home and then he has a week of work between finals week and winter break so he may be working from home that week I don't know but as of right now he is still on campus working Um, one thing that did happen though, is they did push back my kids return to classroom date, which I'm not surprised by. Originally they said, um, December 4th, they'll tell us what they're going to do in January. I don't know if they're still going to make an announcement on December 4th or not, but they made an announcement last week that we will be going to January 15th. So, um, the, we, we are home at least until January 15th. I don't see them going back in the middle of really nasty weather. Again, for those of you that don't live in Illinois, our February can be worse than December. Um, February is probably one of the worst weather months for us. So I don't see them going back in February. I see them waiting until March And at what point, and this is just me thinking out loud and thinking in my head, at what point do we just scrap it? Do we just call it and call the whole year and have the whole year be online? Because then all of the numbers, all of the test scores, all the attendance data, all the student mobility data, everything, all the discipline data, everything from this year can be put in a tidy little box on all the paperwork. Like... You know, we had horrible standardized test scores this year because we spent the entire year e-learning. So we can put it in a tiny little box, put it away, and add it all up to a pandemic and having to e-learn. And I'm worried that they're going to do that. And honestly, I wish if they did that, they would just tell us because I hate telling my kids, well, they're going to tell us in a month. Well, they're going to tell us in a month again. Well, they're going to tell us in another month. So every four weeks, I'm having to tell my kids, no, we're not going back to school. And they're like, okay, well, what about the next four weeks? So I don't like that the school district, I feel at this point, the school district is just jerking us around. Like, I understand that they want to go month by month because they don't want people to freak out that they're never going back to school. But on the other hand, I wish that they would just tell us, you know, I fully believe that they already know what they're doing. I fully believe they've already made a plan for this entire school year. And we as the public, we as parents, we as educators, I do not believe the teachers know what's going on, but I do believe the school board has already completely made an entire plan out for this year, and they're not telling us. And that's frustrating for me from the parent standpoint. Um, The only thing we're really hearing media-wise from the governor, from the school district, is cancel Thanksgiving. Don't visit anybody. Um, We were already planning on canceling Thanksgiving anyway. The big bummer about this is my 10-year-old's birthday is December 6th, so he'll be turning 11 during a pandemic, and he's already bummed that there's no party, and we can't have friends over, and can't do anything like that. And then my 7-year-old will turn 8 on the 21st, so she is also of December, so she's also going to be during a pandemic when I was kind of hoping by this point we wouldn't be in a pandemic and we could go to like Dell's the water park or something like that. But not only are we still in a pandemic, the numbers are climbing every day. This is the highest we've been even since it started. And people are just not caring. People are not um, wearing masks. We're all covid fatigued or whatever it's called now and we so many people i'm seeing so many posts of people out having parties seeing so many posts of saying the government can't tell me what i'm going to do for thanksgiving and all this stuff and i don't know i just feel like the kid that does the group project and everyone else gets credit for it um and that kind of led to us having a pretty crappy week monday was okay because it was all um independent work. There was no lives. Tuesday was, like, the worst day, and Tuesday was also the day we found out that, um, publicly they announced that we are not returning until at least January 15th. So, my kids found out. Both of their teachers told them that they aren't returning till January 15th. So, Tuesday was a shipwreck. Um, we had... All three of my kids had had meltdowns. All three of my kids had gotten in trouble and either had to go in timeout or go cool down, uh, which is the older kids version of timeout. And everybody was crying. Everybody was behaving badly. And it was just a mess. Just, uh, just a puddle, just a mess. And the Wednesday... I did something incredibly impulsive, and I am not an impulsive person, but I did something incredibly, incredibly impulsive on Wednesday, and what I did was got a kitten. I took the kids to the animal control, and, well, I guess here's the backstory to this. My husband's allergic to cats. My husband's allergic to dogs. My husband's basically allergic to anything with fur. But the kids have never had a pet and I've always grown up with a pet and I haven't had a pet in 10 years. I haven't had any pets since we've had our children and he went to the doctor on Tuesday and they prescribed him allergy medicine because he's allergic, but his allergies are not severe. Like he's not anaphylactic. It's more like red eyes, itchy red eyes and some sneezing. So he got allergy medicine and hopefully it works because we have the kitten now. So he's going to have to uh, just get used to it at this point because the kids are really attached. So we discussed it in our local animal shelters, having home for the holidays where you can um, foster an animal and then adopt it. So I put in my application to foster an animal and I got a call. I put in my application at like 10 a.m. and I got a call at 1245 saying, okay, um, all we have left is one kitten. And here's the thing, the, the doctor highly recommended a short-haired cat. So, um, I was like, well, that's great, but I don't even want to look at it unless it's short-haired, uh, just because I don't want my kids to get attached to this cat and have it be long-haired and have us not be able to get it anyway. So, the lady's like, oh, no, no, he's short-haired, he's our last cat, and, um, I was like, you know, okay, we'll, we'll go look at it. I'll pack up the troops and we'll go look at it. And we get there and like some part of me told me to pack the pet taxi. So again, my, my childhood pet cat who I loved dearly died in 2005. And I have, this pet carrier has traveled from house to house with me in hopes of getting another pet. So I've had this pet carrier since I've had my original cat who I loved dearly And, um, so I took this pet carrier, I took a blanket just in case, uh, we ended up taking him home because he was the last kitten. And several weeks ago I had like a dream and I was telling my mom about it, that we got a tuxedo cat and we walk into the shelter and we see this tiny kitten. He is 10 weeks old. We saw this tiny kitten in the, in the little cage and he, he's a tuxedo and he's a true tuxedo. He has mittens and he has boots His belly is white and his nose is white and he has white whiskers and everything else is black and he has a white ring on the very tip of his tail and he looks very Sylvester and Tweety-esque and um, he's absolutely adorable. He started purring and meowing as soon as he saw us walk into the room. He's a very smart cat that way and my kids fell in love with him within like five minutes of seeing him. His name is Dylan. We've been calling him Dilly Bar or Dill Pickle or Dill um or Kitty, <laughs> but the I told the lady I'm like, "Well, we're interested in him. Can I just go ahead and adopt him?" And she's like, "No, you need to do home for the holidays." And I'm like, "Why I'll just go ahead and adopt him while we're here?" And she's like, "No, you need to do home for the holidays." So I'm like, "Okay, why do I need to do home for the holidays?" She's like, if you adopt him today, just outright come in and adopt him. It's $250 because he's been neutered. He's been chipped. Um, he's been completely vetted. The only thing he does not have is his rabies shots. And those will also be free. He's just not old enough. He's too small. So I have to take him back in in January to get his rabies shots. So I'm like, okay, if I take him home for the holidays, what is it? So she's like, you take him home for the holidays. And in two weeks, you come back in, you finish filling up the paperwork and he's yours, but you only have to pay $40. So I'm like, I can save $210 by taking him home for two weeks on a quote unquote trial basis. So she's, um, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll go and do that. But she sent everything home with me and she said, I can do it from home. Like I can finish the paperwork and pay even from home. So then he could be ours. So we were fully aware that I'm adopting this cat, but I'm having to wait two weeks so I can get a $210 discount on this kitten. Um, We brought him home. We put him in our, in my kid's bathroom where the, that's where his litter box lives. And that's where the pet taxi is right now because I have not bought him a house yet. And I don't know what kind of like bed I want to get him, but he does like the pet taxi. So he might like something cozy like that. And the, I'm having second thoughts about the litter box. I think I'm going to need a different type of litter box. I'm probably going to get a covered litter box. a prettier covered litter box. I don't know yet. I didn't want to invest a lot, a lot of money yet because I kind of want to see what he likes and what he doesn't like. The, um, brought him home, put him in the bathroom with a litter box and stuff, shut him in there, went to Walmart, picked up cat supplies at Walmart, and then came home and he was still alive. So he survived our first trip out of the house while he was left in there alone, which is good. I was a little worried and the, I think, well, one, he's going to live in the kid's bathroom at night until he's a little better at being potty trained in the litter box until I can trust him more in the house at night roaming around by himself. He is not allowed in our bedroom because my husband's allergies. We were told to keep our bedroom cat free. So he has like a allergy free space to stay in which is fine um he has not gone in the kids bedrooms yet because their bedrooms are disgusting and they need to be cleaned they have old food they have small toys they have play-doh everything on the ground so that needs to be cleaned before he can go in there but he has full run of our main living area and so far he likes to hide under the couch from the three-year-old who runs around screaming kitty she has not been mean to him she has not picked him up by his neck or anything she just chases him He's got normal kitten spaz behavior, which I was expecting, but he also sleeps a lot during the day still, which is cute. And he likes to sleep on people if he can, or he sleeps under the couch away from the three year old. But he's really well behaved, but he's better behaved than I thought. That being said, I'm going to run the vacuum tonight. So we're going to see how he reacts to the vacuum. He reacted to my 10-year-old's trumpet fine. In fact, he slept through most of the trumpet playing even when he was playing the trumpet in the same room as the cat. He basically ignored him, which is really good. He has not hissed or swiped yet. They do trim his claws at the shelter, so I did buy some trimmers, some claw trimmers to trim his claws up. So that'll be fun to try to do. I've never trimmed a cat's claws before, but... I was told this is the best way to make sure he doesn't ruin my furniture and scratch the kids really bad is to just keep clipping his claws. I will not get him declawed. That seems so barbaric to me to get him declawed. And like I said, my cat growing up had all of his claws. We didn't declaw him. Uh I could do the claw caps, but they recommend I wait until he's like adult size to do the caps that they put on the ends of the claws if I wanted to do that, but those are kind of expensive. So I think if he'll actually continue to let me clip his claws like they were doing at the shelter, I'm okay with just doing that if he's cool with it. Now if he like he tries to eat my face while we're doing this, we may see more of a permanent thing. Or I may see if any places actually clip. Cat's claws, and I'll pay someone else to get their face ate off by this cat. But otherwise, he's very, very fine. I definitely wanted to adopt. I didn't want to buy a cat, and the that was the whole adoption process was kind of easy. They just took my driver's license, had me fill out a couple papers, and that was it. And I'm like, you don't have to like call anybody or ask me where I'll take them or anything. And they didn't really do any of that. They're just like signed here, 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 and here. Um, I do like that he's already been neutered. I like that he's already had bet checks. Um, He's flea-free, worm-free, all of that and i like la- i do like that he's microchipped he's going to be an indoor cat he's not going to be an outdoor cat however we may harness train him because again he's small enough we can get him used to harness training if he wants to because we do have a sliding glass door and he has shown some interest in what's going on outside so if we can get him to stay in a harness and go outside he might really like that he's very vocal he likes to talk he likes to find people and look for people um uh, Again, he is sleeping in the kid's bathroom with his litter box and his house and his food and water and everything at the moment until we figure out a better area for him and a better place to corral him, so to speak, at night. But the, he, as soon as I get up in the morning, he'll start meowing because he'll hear me up and moving around and I'll open the door and I'll get him out and He's so spoiled. He just meows and meows and meows until I pick him up and I pick him up and I walk around with him in the morning and he just purrs his brains out as I'm walking around carrying him from place to place in the morning. And he wants me, he'll meow and get upset until I sit down. And as soon as I sit down, he curls up on my lap and usually falls asleep until I have to go get the kids up in the morning. So we have a solid half an hour just me and him chilling out, petting, petting and purring and then I'll put him down in the chair and I'll go wake the big kids up for school and get him ready for school and he is just into everything though he's very kitten right now he's running around he's investigating everything his favorite toys are jingle balls and he has already completely destroyed one cat toy it was was like a weird yarn cat toy ribbon thing and he like ripped it to shreds which is humorous it didn't even last 24 hours um Again, he is not my first cat, so I've had cats before, but the cats I've had before have been indoor-outdoor where they would spend most of their day outdoor doing cat things, and then they would come in at night and want food and shelter from the cold and stuff like that. So I have not dealt with a full-on indoor cat cat before, Um, so this will be interesting for me. I'm happy that as the days go on, my three-year-old is showing less and less interest in terrorizing the cat. She even sat in the chair with him for a while while he slept today. So that was really nice. She's not running around screaming kitty anymore. Um, which was terrorizing him and he was just <laughs> running under the couch. He's warming up to my seven-year-old and my ten-year-old. He even went up to my seven-year-old while I was... Working on lunch, he went up to my seven-year-old and laid on her lap while she was doing her work and fell asleep. So, yeah, if I wasn't busy and crazed enough, if um, 2020 wasn't crazy enough, let's add a cat to the mix. And a young, itty-bitty cat at that, He, I have a sinking suspicion he is going to be a big cat. His tail is so long and his legs are so long. He looks um, almost disproportionate because his legs and tail are so long. So I have a pretty good suspicion that he is going to be a big cat, which I'm fine with. Big cats have, you know, they can hide in less spots. They can get into less things. They're less likely to be, you know, hurt by kids Right now, my issue with him is he is so tiny, he gets under my feet, and I'm worried about kicking him or stepping on him, where with a big cat, I'm less worried about that. I'm interested to see what he's going to be like when he doesn't have all the kitten spaz energy, but otherwise, he's he's a really good cat right now. I mean, granted, we've only had him since Wednesday, but I can't say anything bad about him. I can say many bad things that have happened since we got him, like my three-year-old took the dirty cat litter and threw it all over the house and um apparently she just bit her older brother he's came in to tell me that she bit him on on the arm um so she threw the cat litter all over the bathroom i told her no you can't do that i cleaned it all up and three hours later she threw the cat litter all over the bathroom again so that was pretty amazing Uh, then she proceeded to dump all of his food into his water dish multiple times in one day. Granted, and I'm going to knock on wood, cross my fingers, hope I don't jinx anything. She hasn't done any of that today. So today she has been good with that. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping the the newness of the litter box is not attractive anymore The newness of the cat food is not attractive anymore. I'm hoping that's kind of worn off. So that's all for this week. Next week, I'll probably talk about our pseudo Thanksgiving and what we did in our three days off of e-learning and work and so on and so forth and how the cat has managed to survive an entire week with our crazy family.